You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's The Great Escape After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The Great Escape After Show. Nice. That is awesome. Bingus for doing everybody, and we are here doing another great escape after show. What is that? Is Marissa, is that the theme song of Great Escape? Yes, it is. Is actually. it? It's the, uh, I believe the, um, what's the guy's name from Re- the 60s, that one movie. <laughs> the Great Escape? Yeah, the oh, Great okay. Escape, yeah. All right, so it is the. It is not the TV show's Great Escape no. thing, it's, it's the real Great Escape, yeah. the movie. All yes. right. Well, hey, everybody. We are doing episode five called Escape from Air Force Boneyard. Yeah, it and, is. And uh, I am, of course, Phil Svitek, joined alongside Marissa in the booth. Marissa, say hi. Yes, hello, everyone. And uh, we're joined today by a very special guest. Very special. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> say hi, Matt. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's, of course, Matt Fondelier. For those of you who don't know Matt, Matt is uh, he works over at Ace Broadcasting. Or you guys go by Ace Digital now? Uh, now we go by Corolla Digital. Corolla Digital. Yeah. Making some new changes. Um, that is, of course, Adam Corolla's pirate ship. And so, uh, great podcast. I am a huge fan of, of their show, so uh, check it out as well. Um, but Matt's here talking about Great Escape. So, Matt, just overall, yeah. uh, what did you think of the show? Um, I thought it was awesome. I'm a big fan of game shows, uh, but I never really thought about adult activity game shows. This reminded me a lot of, I don't know if you remember, Legends of the Hidden Temple. That, that was a fun one. Yes. That, like When I was a kid, I was obsessed with that show, and this show reminded me of that. Because there are guards running around trying to stop you. You got to get the little pieces of the pendant to try to complete each puzzle. And I just loved the physical challenges, the mental challenges. I just felt like I would love to be on that show. I don't know if I'd do any good on it, but I want to be a part of it. Well, we'll talk about why tonight was uh, the big difference in tonight's episode was that it's the first day episode that we have. Versus all the other ones were at nighttime. You know, uh, this time they started at noon because it was the hottest at noon, and then it went on until evening. Whereas the other ones started at midnight and went into you know the morning. Uh, Marissa, how about you? Um, what was your overall thoughts of tonight's episode in comparison to the other ones? And, and if you want to speak to obviously <laughs> the fact that we only have two people competing at the end of it instead of three. Yeah, um, I liked it, and like you said, it was during the day, so um, we could see everything. I thought that was a nice um, a, a new element that we haven't seen before. I liked it. Uh, yeah, I was disappointed that one of the teams, uh, you know, didn't make it. But yeah. overall, I liked the episode, yes. That's good. I, I enjoyed it, too. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm glad, Matt, you liked it so much because, you know, um, for me, it just it just 
wasn't quite as great with just two teams. Well, you guys have seen every episode of the show, yeah. so you have something to compare it to. This was my my first experience with this show. Yeah. So just the the setup and the way the show worked, all of it was yeah. just new and awesome to me. Well, let's let's uh, also um, while we're talking about, let's get into the teams. Um, I always like to say, you know, have Marissa and I always say, you know, which team we thought would win. So Matt, yeah, uh, which team were you rooting for? Uh, the blue team with Morgan and Melissa. The green team with Mike and Justin, or the red team with Justin and Rob? Well, uh, I broke it down to team hot mom slash model, <laughs> All right. uh, the team with fat Justin, and then the team with bodybuilder workout Justin. So I was pretty sure that team bodybuilder workout Justin, the red team, mm-hmm. uh, I thought they had the advantage right from the beginning. Uh, All right. If those two huge guys in the green shirts won, I probably would have given them $100,000. Right. Uh, Marissa, do you dispute that? Uh, yes, because I, I was actually for the green team. This is the first time I was wrong. But I wanted the green team to win because when we first saw them, they, they were serious and they had the game faces on. And usually I, I pick the winners, but not this week. Here's, here's, I'm going to say this about the red team, and here's why I didn't pick the red team, because usually the team that's and I'm, I'm going to unfortunately use this word, that's the douchiest team, they're the ones who lose. Oh, okay. Because they set themselves up for failure. And like, yeah, we're going to win, we're going to win, we got to win. No choice but to win. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I feel like the models, though, maybe it's just my own perspective. I feel like the team models, they're the ones who seemed a little bit stuck up, like, we can tackle anything. These guys were like, we're here to win. Like, they just had their game faces on. I, I, I picked the blue team. I actually yeah. admired their spirit. Right. I, I wasn't for the blue team. I thought they were kind of... Uh, like airheads a bit. That's kind of how I saw them a bit too. <laughs> just All a right. Bit. And it seemed to me that the green team was out of breath just doing their interviews. Like just being asked what they thought they would accomplish. They seemed like, okay, we're going to do this. All right. Well, you guys are pretty good. I mean, Merce is really good at picking, but now I guess you're the top dog since you All picked right. tonight's All winners. Right. Top dog <laughs> this week. And Marissa picked the worst team. So at least I picked like middle of the ground. Yeah. Uh, we got to get into why this green team was really the worst team. Yeah. I hope we're moving on to round one here. Yeah, let's we'll do it. it. Um, let's talk about, uh, you know, so obviously I, th- I think um, one of the things that kind of can make or break this game, um, since you kind of don't know Matt and for those of you listening to, um, I'll, I'll dissect it a little bit, um, is really the detainment zone. It can go one of two ways. You can either be stuck there forever or you can get out fast. And it seems like in the past couple of episodes, they've been getting out fast. You know, where it's like, okay, just just go. And, and then everyone's on the same footing and then you're off from there. Whereas I, the Alcatraz one, Marissa, right? That was the only really, really tough one. They had to, like, you had to really search for, like, a key and undo this. Whereas this one, you know, you just kind of get the rope off. May uh, As they were kind of having trouble they, they had to find the flashlight but for the most part it wasn't too bad yeah, yeah this was a this was a very fast escape like they were all out within like a minute yeah it, it made me wonder if it really is that easy to get your hands untied from each other like putting yourself in that seat like you're you are being held hostage your hands are tied behind your back i feel like that would take hours to get your hands out of there I don't know if it was just edited that way like what do you, what do you think in terms of i think i, I think their hands weren't that they were um, on tight. They weren't on tight. And usually, you know, what I liked about um, in the past episode, there was like an element of, okay, you have to like, you have to have someone swing like a key or a knife or something. So there was like at least that added benefit. I feel like, I feel like we need to up the detainment zone a little bit more. Hmm. Just my thoughts. I yeah. think so too. Um, but again, at, at the end of the day, the closer all these teams are together, the more exciting it is because, um, 
you know, they're kind of going that way. So the green team, ironically, they're out the first. Yeah, that surprised <laughs> me, actually. <laughs> um, and, you know, one of the things that you never know um, is where you'll find the guards, which... Um, you know, they, the, the green team had the right idea because they were right off the bat. They were searching for, okay, where's the guards? And, and they had it good. And then uh, it was Mike, right? Mike, Mike was that guy's name because Justin was the one who eventually yeah. threw up everywhere. Um, he's the one who hit his head because of it. Yeah, they were looking way too hard for the guards. They weren't paying enough attention. And he smashed his head on what appeared to be like a giant hook or the bottom wing of the plane. I'm not quite sure what he hit his head on. Here's what I will say. Hitting your head is not fun. I mean, I could throw this... I'm not going to, but I could throw Thank the you. cell phone at you, yeah. and you'd probably be gushing as if, like, you know, anywhere else on your body, I'd have to, like, swing an axe. Yeah. No, that guy was, was going to bleed out. Like, that was a crazy amount of blood. I'm oh, surprised he was we, bleeding. We, I'm surprised they even showed that on TV. This is, this, I, I, you know, um, I admire him, because this is the second time we've seen someone bleed. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? I give, him, I, I give him props for wanting to continue, whereas... Unfortunately, Justin, he was the... Yeah. Nah. Well, they had the hospital team show up to fix the guy's head, which I was impressed with. I wasn't sure if they even had a team standing by. In my mind, I'm like, hey, this is an escape. There's not going to be some hospital doctor to patch your head up. You're going to have to go through this maze with blood on your face. So I was impressed when a team showed up, but all they had was duct tape and gauze. And they're like yeah. literally wrapping silver duct tape around this guy's head. I loved Michael's line when he's like, just t- duct tape it up and we're good. Yeah. That was hilarious. That is awesome. Yeah, I mean, trooper. I, you know, and and I really like that kind of spirit. Um, I commend Mike. And here's here's what the tough part was for me. You know, they they obviously, well, the red team in the stage one where where they had to bring down the poles with their pulley system, the red team worked together. Whereas the green team, I, they didn't, and I thought that was the loss of their strategy. Well, at this point, the Justin. Again, this is Fat Justin, not Workout Trainer Justin. He was just so out of breath from outrunning the guards that he just literally lay down in the dirt. Like, yeah. he was not even going to try to help his partner anymore. It was his brother, right? It was his brother. And mm-hmm. ultimately, ambulance showing up, taking your friend off in a stretcher. If you are telling your friends, hey, I'm going to be on this show, The Great Escape, and then in the show, you pass out and get carried off on an ambulance, you can't show that to your friends, right? You have to tell your friends that, oh, something happened. I didn't actually go on the show. Yeah. I would never want to face that. I, that, that would suck. But let me ask you this, and let, let me table this with both of you guys. Should Mike have been allowed to continue? Mm, by himself. Yeah. I think so. Is that an advantage or a disadvantage to have just one person? I guess it depends, because something like... Well, later when we talk about the, I think it was the third round when they're actually inside the plane, if there's only one person having to crawl on the high wire versus two people, you would save time. But yeah. certainly like opening up the hatch and needing one person to take the screws and the other person to finish yeah. the screws, like it was helpful to have a, a teammate. But I think you're right. You should be allowed to continue without your teammate. Yeah, I mean, and, and speaking of that, the other advantage you would have, instead of having two people be able to get caught, you have one. So yeah. it gives you a greater chance. But uh, Marissa, what do you think? But I think another um, disadvantage to that would be um, you're only looking out for yourself. Whereas if you had two people, one could be doing the job and the other person could be the lookout. So Yeah, it is hard to be your own lookout. That's definitely true. Yeah. I think, you know what, just give the guy like a 100-pound backpack and there you go. You yeah. can still be in the game. Like, let's figure out some sort of way. And here's the best part. If you don't finish with your team and you still finish, you should get to keep all 100000 for yourself. You don't have to share it with your teammate. He didn't finish it. That's right. Maybe that's too cynical, but that's how I feel. 
I mean, what I loved about it was that Mike, who again is his brother, was just totally ragged. Like, get up, dude! Stop! Yeah, just run some water on your face. You'll be all right. All right. Well, the guy was like puking. And at a certain point, the puke was red. I don't know if you guys saw yeah, that. I saw that. <laughs> and I don't know if that was blood or Gatorade. I ultimately thought it had to be like Jolly Ranchers or candy of some sort that just tinted it red. What, what, Marissa, do you have the official tally of puke? Like, how many times had he puked? I think it was four separate times. Four separate I times. I would believe that. He's like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, wait, I'm not good. Oh, man, it was a mess. So, I mean, yeah, don't you just get it all out in one swoop? Yeah. Apparently not. What do you got in there? <laughs> and then that heat, too. I mean, every drop of water that that guy had drank up until that moment was lost. So yeah. no wonder he had to get pulled away in a stretcher. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys noticed, but every once in a while they would flash how hot it was up in the right-hand corner. I did see yeah. that. We reached yeah. 106. 106. Wow. That's cool. I'm actually kind of glad to hear that this was the first daytime episode because I was – I was actually really interested to find that by the end of the show, it was dark out. It made me really think, like, wow, how many hours were they really out there for? Because when they edited it down into, you know, 44 minutes, it just flies by. It does. Um, And that's the cool part, again, you know, especially with the heat exhaustion, you're not thinking right. You know, and, uh, you know, it was cool. I mean, because Marissa and I... uh, you know, it's one thing to be frustrated, but when you're in a controlled temperature, you know, if it's like 68, 70, it's not bad. But, like, now you've got heat exhaustion. That makes it pretty tough. Yeah. And you're running. Exactly. You're running a lot. Um, while we're talking about the elements, was anybody else disappointed that in the opening they had many insert shots of rattlesnakes and there were no snakes on that field? <laughs> yeah. Would, yeah. Just one. Just give me one. Even if it was a dead snake in the street, I was just was disappointed with the snake content. And Marissa, were you disappointed? <laughs> nah, not no? so much. Right. I mean, I think they just added the snakes just to remind everyone they're in a freaking desert. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was, uh, I think the one of the biggest challenges of this whole thing was that it was so huge and it was it was a damn maze. So a yeah. lot of the episodes, it's more of like in a contained yeah. area as opposed to like a huge air base. Yeah, for the most part, you kind of have one way to go or, you know, if you're kind of looking out for something, it's okay, we can either go left or right versus like, wait. I have 360 degrees of where the hell do I go? Right, right. So, and then at a certain point, the the blue team they lost their map. Their map just blowing in the wind. Like <laughs> it was just a total disaster for them. It, it was, but you know what? I, again, I will give them credit. They stuck to it. Yeah. Uh, here's what we got to talk about. We got to talk about how they all got caught. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, it, it's. It's the first time that has happened, and it was the most hysterical thing. And I'm glad it did happen because, you know, it kind of put everyone back on the same plane. playing field. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was, that was, it wasn't a deciding factor ultimately, but it could have been, certainly. Yeah, well, especially if one team is, is has more stamina and they can run faster. If everybody gets sent back, you can just take off running. You know, the other girls had to go find where their flag was left behind. Yeah. You know, they had a little bit more work cut out for them. Um, but I mean, I thought it was really cool that they all got caught because you're right, just even at the playing field. Yeah. Um, so before we talk about stage two, uh, Marissa, you want to tell us about Amazon? Yes. Uh, hey, everyone, we have a great Amazon affiliate program here. When you want to go shopping on Amazon, don't go to Amazon right away. Go to AfterBuzzTV.com, and you'll see a little. Amazon banner right there at the top. You click that, and it'll take you to your regular 
Amazon, and then you can shop away. But the cool thing is it actually helps us after buzzers, and it keeps the lights on and keeps us doing all these shows and keeps our content free. So before you go to Amazon, go to AfterBuzz TV, click the banner, and then shop away that way. Yes, I haven't said this in a while, but now that Matt's here, you know what? And typing in AfterBuzz TV, much safer than trying to type Amazon, because as soon as like you start typing Amazon, amazing college sluts starts to come up <laughs> yeah. in the search, and you're like, whoa, and then you're taking a detour. <laughs> right. So AfterBuzz TV, much more... Much quicker route. A lot more safe at work. Yes. <laughs> so, AfterBuzz TV, if you want to use Amazon. That's all I'll say. And hey, it keeps the show free. Free is good. Who doesn't like free? Exactly. You know? And uh, the cool part is, yeah, I mean, people have said, like, you guys, when you guys come up with an app, you know, you guys definitely want to charge 99 cents. We said, no. Why? There's no reason to. Yeah. So, we, we will continue to make that promise to you guys. Keep it free. Keep it fresh. Um, all right. Stage two. Um, the one with... You had to match the missile to your flag and then open it up. Um, again, it was – in theory, it wasn't that difficult, but, but, but again, you had the elements of heat exhaustion. Yeah. I will say as a viewer, that episode was a little bit tricky to be on the same page as them because I kept thinking, just look at the, the pattern on the flag. Like how hard is it to, to sum it down to one ship? But you're right. When there's all of the heat exhaustion and those outside elements – being a viewer at home in an air-conditioned couch, you know you don't re- you don't really feel that fatigue. Yeah, especially when you fast forward through commercials, you don't even get commercial fatigue. <laughs> exactly, Marissa. What are your thoughts? Uh, no, I I agree. Yeah, they're and they've already been running, and they're still at this point. They're still ducking the guards and running back and forth. They're not just ducking right there. They're like literally running back and forth from one place to another. And I think the guards they really had a big influence this episode like throughout all the stages usually we just see the guards in one or two stages but they were here throughout the whole thing that's a good point that's kind of what i was wondering because it seemed like to me the the guards were like the glue that kept the tension going because even if the puzzle was easy there was still this element of we cannot get caught while we're doing this so to me i'm actually surprised that the guards don't play a bigger role in other episodes i'm kind of intrigued now they do i mean it's it's half tough like you know to your point about legends of the hidden temple like you have to in some sense dumb down the guards right like first off you have camera crews all over the place so if you you know if a guard sees a camera crew all right well they must be somewhere in here and oh wait he's pointing the camera that way well clearly he's there so and and i do want to know what what element of it is okay I have to dumb it down versus, like, I really want to find these guys. Where the hell are they? There has to be one dick guard that they hired. And, like, they told him, look, man, you got to play it dumb. But this guy's, like, total mercenary mode. Like, I'm going to find these guys. Yeah. He'd be fired. But I think the fact that they were actually driving around in Humvees, you know, could get them, uh, could have them find each team a lot easier yeah, but oh, I'm yeah. sure they had a restriction on like you got to go 15 miles an hour, oh, yeah. like whatever. Versus like if I was doing it, I'd be I'd be like gunning that. All right, where are you? Yeah, you your know? own action theme music playing in your ears. Exactly, oh, that'd be awesome. So, it, but you're right. You know, again, they can either have a high influence or they can have a low influence. And as Marissa stated quite elegantly, they had a high influence today. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it's, and it does get very frustrating. You're like, oh, and and so moving forward onto stage three. With the red team, it's very frustrating. You know, okay, you can't hit the target. 
it's one thing not to do that, but you know, at least you can find find a rhythm. Okay, that time was too high, that time was too low. All right, you know, and you can readjust. Versus if you're having to constantly go back and forth, then you're having to, you know reconfigure okay that muscle memory of like where did i i know i went over last time but how did i have it configured on my shoulder my body whatever i think that was really the turning point for the blue team to catch up because the red team was doing it like badass action movie like i'm just gonna put this gun on my shoulder and fire like american gladiator style but the blue team made the smart choice which is they kept the gun on the little vertical stand. Yeah. So they didn't have mm-hmm. to adjust all like the X, Y, and Z axis. All they had to do was point it up and down a little bit. Although they got the shot first try. So I that guess it didn't awesome. really matter. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, that props was pretty to cool. the girls. Yeah, props <laughs> to them. Um, they were good. I think that was really the only time where like trying to look like a badass was a disadvantage. Because he yeah. specifically said, like, I'm just going to do like I saw in a movie and just like buckle down and shoot this. But you they were running around so much. There's no way he could get that same angle that he had before. Exactly. And first off, um, but did, were they switching on and off? Yes. Like, was it like if it was like Matt and I, would it be like, all right, like, let me try it? You know, and then Matt was like, no, no, no. All right. I got it. Yeah. I got it. You're hitting it wrong. Phil, I'm just going to say it. I think we would kick ass on that show. <laughs> I just, You know, I got a lot of people that want to do a team with me. I must yeah. be pretty popular. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think because I'm the only constant <laughs> in all of that. You're the one. Because who- a couple uh, a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned that actually Phil and Kevin should be on it. Hmm. Phil, <laughs> I'm just going to say maybe Phil, it's because like. you're the one who decides who gets to be on these shows. <laughs> you know what? That's Here's true. what would be fun. I I should do it with um, our own Maria Menounos. There you go. And uh, you should do it with Adam Carolla. Oh, man. Me and Carolla would take you guys down. And I'm going that way because, you know what? It, it'd be fun to have like celebrities do it with like their kind of best friends or whatever. Yeah. That would be a fun kind of version to the show. You know what? Rich Eisen hosts the show. He's a good friend of Carolla. Try to hook that up. Oh, that would go. be pretty awesome. By the way, Maria's very athletic. Yeah? yeah. All right. Yeah, cool. she is. She's very athletic. So, uh, so uh, Rich Eisen and TNT and Ron Howard and Brian Grayson, if you're listening, Adam Kroll and Matt Fondelier versus Maria Munoz and Phil Svitek, and we'll put in. Uh, well, like, Marissa, should we do Fifty Cent? Who would Fifty Cent? Fifty Cent was just in the studio uh, on Friday. What? Ooh, yeah. yeah, for, yeah, yeah who was. should he be with? Oh man. Ooh, that's a good question. You know what? How about the fans of iTunes? The all the fans that are listening to us, why don't you tell us? I'd like to hear your opinion. So, mm, fun. yeah, I, I go just, to iTunes, rate and comment. Tell us if we're doing good. Tell us how much you love the show, and tell us who should be on The Great Escape. Who do you want to see partnered with? I really, you know, this is a good idea. This, this is, this is good. I would love to see a celebrity Great Escape. I just want to say though, so if I. we have to fight against Fifty Cent, I just hope that the maze is not in the club won't be in the club because he will dominate <laughs> in the club that would be yes okay um so zip lining zip lining was seemed actually fun yes. as soon as they got in um i actually went zip lining once when i was in costa rica but it was much more based. well you were downhill yeah it was probably. more physics yeah they just push you and then you just slide what we saw was not really zip lining that was like climbing onto a rope like just pulling yourself across yeah. a zip line and uh now y- in this one, they had a carabiner, right? Versus like zip lining, is is there like a wheel on the thing so that way it rolls on the line? I seem to remember that. I mean, it was a, it was a number of years ago, but yeah, I think it was sort of like a double wheel 
that yeah. the wheels kind of roll on each other in between. Yeah, yeah, whereas this is more just like a cable and you're just hooked onto it. Yeah. But that one guy did, like I said when we were watching it, he clearly has seen a lot of action movies because he knew to go faster, you put your legs up above the cable. Yeah, otherwise, then you got your whole body weight otherwise. Yeah, because then, uh, you know, the, on, on that line isn't the whole tension of your body. It's just, you know, you're able to kind of move because that's lifted up. And, and then it becomes your own physical strength that has to keep you up. Yeah. Which, if you can do, great for you. I mm-hmm. think that was a great idea because he was evening, uh, leveling out his weight so it was easier to move himself across the line. I also Compared really, to what the girls were doing. Yeah. Um, I really liked watching that scene because I liked the difference between the pep talks that they were giving each other. And the girls playing, they were like, come on, think about your baby girl. You could do it. And on the guys' time, they're like, come on, fourth quarter. Bring it, bring it. Like, it was so much like guys versus girls at this point. It was. And, you know, at the end of the day, however, you got to do it. And But it was cool to see because um, sometimes teams have bad chemistry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact that they you know both both sets were really good friends and that they knew how to motivate each other and keep each other going again granted the blue team went no but the i give them a lot of credit for what they put up with and the effort that they put into it so i agree thank you marissa <laughs> <laughs> um so let's let's talk about the morse code um you know i I didn't think it was that hard, and and this is again, this is where we as the audience had a dissonance. Where okay, we're nice and toasty, bags of chips and popcorn, <laughs> versus like they're out of their gourd right now. Hot. Yeah. We were crunching Morse code with the snacks that we were eating. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was interesting that one of the guys had never heard of Morse code, or he just didn't. He, he was didn't like, understand. The yeah, he didn't understand that like the beep beep beep. He thought those the longer ones were pauses. I feel yeah. like I understood Morse code when I was like six. I I understood Morse code, but um, you know, I I think the trouble for him was not okay. Is this Morse code? It was more like, wait, okay, I know understand Morse code, and usually, you know, in like movies like Titanic, I see it on a. It basically looks like a stapler, mm-hmm. you know, for lack of a better term, versus like, okay, I have lights here and I have a chart. What the hell do I do with this? Yeah, yeah it was just really, it was just flashing lights. That's it. And again, at this point, they they are all under extreme heat exha- exhaustion. I'm sure that the lights blinking, they probably, every time they blink their eyes, they probably were seeing stars. Because you get like that when you get really dehydrated, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I I was really surprised that he had, that one guy seemed very frustrated with his partner. <laughs> that he just didn't understand the concept of, for, yeah. of Morse code. But but I, I like it. He was like, all right, listen to me. You know what? Just, just you, you're listening to me, but you're not hearing me or whatever he said. And then it was like, it didn't matter. All right, you know what? You just punch in the numbers that I give you and then we're good and I feel like and I'm willing to admit this for me um, as I as I saw the four lights it took me about it took I don't know exact time but it did take me a little bit to figure out wait okay so each one of those represents um, you know number on the dial mm-hmm. and I was like okay got it you know because they didn't say it explicitly yeah, right no, they didn't. and I think at a certain point I don't know and you tell me if what actually helps you save more time because I felt like at a certain point, if you got two of them that you were really confident on, you could just start rolling. You could just be on the lock, a second person on the lock, rolling the numbers from zero up to 99, pulling with mm-hmm. each one. And you would just unlock it before you even have to finish deciphering the code. Do you know what I'm saying? All right. All right I get that. But I don't know. Maybe that actually would take longer. But if you've knocked out two of the four numbers and you like, you know that those are the two, I mean, I don't know how – I don't think it would be that hard to just do the other combinations. 
Uh, yeah, maybe well, I'm giving actually, away. I'm giving away my strategy, so I'm gonna keep quiet on this. Well, here's the thing. I think I think if you got three, it might not be so bad. Yeah, two yeah. still might be tough because you have to do that nine times. Not times, not you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But so. yeah, I guess if you got three, that last one, that's just nine different tries. Right. Yeah, John. John, if you're listening, John's one of our uh, people. Um, John, if you're listening out there right now in uh, in our green room, find out what what is it the combinations. This is this is statistics and gambling and all that. So, That's John, like the, if you're listening, find it out for us. The explanation point permutation in math. Oh. What do we got? Oh, wow. John, would you would you do out? nine times nine or nine times eight? What? What all right, John. No, you would do, no, if I'm not mistaken, you would do uh, like one plus two plus three plus four right. plus five plus six. Plus so, plus so eight. there's John Comerford. John, you have you John. have um, you have a lock, right? Right. And there's nine or. Uh, technically 10 numbers right from right. zero to nine and so if you had two of them figured out and you had to figure out the last two would you multiply nine times nine or would it be nine times eight <laughs> damn <laughs> i didn't know be some math and say it again i'm sorry i didn't quite okay so, so you have a combination right combination. right a combination lock and it, yeah. it and it's just the regular ones you see in like high schools and things like that yeah um, with, with with the wheels or like on briefcases and things okay. like that so would it be nine times nine or nine times eight and i know this is like at this point nobody gives a crap yeah, exactly. but i just want to but figure it do. out there's 10 numbers go ahead i always thought that what you would do is you would actually add Nine plus eight plus seven plus six plus five plus four plus three plus two plus one, and that answer is how many tries you have. Because if it was four, if you had four, one, two, three, four, there's technically ten different combinations, and the way you get to ten is four plus three plus two plus one. Right, this just goes to show. I'm sorry. I, I'm just gonna get off this now because I'm glad I was be, here for you. We're gonna clearly be wrong. I um, could be totally wrong, and I'm gonna sound like a dick when people listen to this. But that is how, at least, I understood it. All right, well, we apologize for our math <laughs> terribleness and just goes to show the state of America. Um, reg- I mean, imagine if we were just heat exhaustion, we'd probably yeah. just have an argument. <laughs> oh, but, man. Um, so, but the point was, until we got to the point of trying to figure out the math of it. The math tangent. Um, it's, it's not a bad strategy. I feel like you would need the three numbers. I don't know if two's enough. Yeah. What, what, what I thought the girls did wrong was they were... They split it up. So if it's Matt and I, they focus on you. You figure out two, and I'll figure out two. No, just you know what? Just go down the line. Have one person on the lock. Have one person looking at the thing, and let's just focus on the first one. Yeah. All right. Beep 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 beep. Got it. Okay, that was number five. Punch that in. All right. Let's go to number two, and just go down that way, and you got it. Yeah. For me, that would have been the easiest strategy. Definitely. So no math involved there. Certainly not. Yeah. Yeah, I think actually my way would just lead to a huge argument about how to do the math properly, and we would have lost. So, yeah. But I can understand why they wanted to do uh, one person with two dots and the other person with the other two, and you know, try to kill two birds with one stone. But that didn't work out for them. Do you do you have a different strategy? I how- would I would have done it like you said, the one number at a time, go down the row. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm, I am cheating a little bit because um, I'm referring back to Marissa. You remember the um, the one that's uh, the the haunted house yes. one? I thought I thought the exact same thing because in that episode they were they had all those flashing pictures. Yeah. So it's kind of the same idea. Yeah. So the team one, that won um, a previous episode, they focused on let's go one by one and just mm. knock it out that way versus like, I mean, they had flash and everything and, and the other team's like, what do we start with? Just 
go down the line. Yeah. And it's still going to end up getting that. And that was in a, in a haunted insane asylum? Is it was in an insane asylum. Oh, yes. man. Insane asylum. I really I want to speak. watch that. That sounds awesome. It's a fun one. That sounds good. It, but they, uh, again, I, I talked about it on the show, but my pet peeve was it wasn't. I feel like they need to, again, like you talked about with the snakes, they just need to take it just a little step further. Not that the show's not entertaining, but if they just took it to that next level, I think they could increase viewership tons. Well, I think right now, since this is the first season of the show, right? Yeah. They, I think they are just focusing on the basics, like three teams of two competing physical tasks. I would love to see them start to incorporate other outside elements like animals, like other people that maybe don't necessarily know that this contest is going on around them and sort of incorporate them into the puzzles. I think that would make it a lot more challenging. And like you said, having celebrities wouldn't hurt either. Yeah, that would be fun. Especially when you have Brian Grazer and Ron Howard producing. I mean, yeah. They have a lot of friends. Let's just get like Russell Crowe in Gladiator costume. That was a great Ron Howard. Uh, mm-hmm. Or not Ron Howard. That was Brian Grazer though, right? That was both of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, then, then the red team got the Humvee or whatever, the car. And um, I liked how the biggest problem, they couldn't get out of this damn thing. They were just like, all right, um, shoot, guards, guards. Um, yeah, they just kept going in and out with the Humvee, right? Yeah. And so, again, as speaking to that earlier point, these guards just really made a nightmare. And I feel like at that point, um, it would have been tough. Like, you know, and depending on the mentality of your team, you could either be like, okay, we can't go until it's 100% safe. And then you're just going to be stuck there forever because it's never going to be 100% according to you, you know, and your mentality. But ultimately, they planned it out quite well. They're like, all right, they figured out the pattern. All right, he's at his whatever farthest point. Let's go. And they did it. So Yeah. And I like the fact that once they got into the Humvee, they didn't go the wrong way. <laughs> has that happened before? Where, like, they, yeah. they finally get to the final stretch? Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. That has happened, yes. I was kind of hoping for, like, a high-speed chase, though. Like, once they were in the in their little Humvee, I wanted to see, like, one of the guard Humvees, like, chase them down to the that end. That would be fun. That would have been awesome. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be quite fun. And uh, this is where the ball rolls out of bounds for me. The red team won. Woo! Yeah, it did. <laughs> but... You know, congrats to them. Uh, they needed what they needed to, and and uh, ultimately, for me, it wasn't as fun of an episode because the green team lost. Yeah, there but, was less competition. Yeah, but so it was only te- two teams. The team that lost, though, lost pretty horribly, spectacularly. Which to me, I I get just as much glee out of watching you know team bleeding out of their forehead and throwing up, getting carried off in an ambulance. I'm just as happy for that to have happened than for them to have made it all the way through. Yeah. I mean, for me, I miss the uh, I miss the douchey kind of people that are just so gun ho of like we're gonna win, and then like uh, there was these two Bostonians, and I think we had Michelle on that episode um, with us. Uh, but you remember right, Marissa, where yes. they were just like, "Bro, dude, I love you, bro, but you gotta do this right." Right. Nice. <laughs> you know, and like they just went at each other, so that was fun. But um, any last thoughts on the episode before we get into predictions? Yeah, I this wasn't as fun as an episode i thought because yes less competition and it was during the day so it didn't add that element of spookiness i guess that you know night brings you but yeah like it i don't think it was as fun to watch this episode compared Uh, to the other ones i would i still want to see these other ones if this was the the least exciting of all of them i i was i thought it was great so i can't wait yeah to see we're the rest spoiled of the show. yeah <laughs> um i'm just gonna say that if you have been running around and you win a hundred thousand dollars and there's a huge briefcase with cash 
Make it rain. I don't understand why these guys are not throwing the money up, running in circles. That's what I would be doing. I would try to do like Scrooge McDuck swimming in the money. That would be pretty fun. I was a little disappointed because they were just so tired at that point that they just were glad that they won. Um, But anyway, for future teams, if you win, make it rain. Come on. That's right. Well, why don't we get into predictions, Marissa? And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. So there will not be an episode next week. So for those of you listening, um, we would have an episode, except there is no actual episode of Great Escape on TNT. Can you guys just do your own Great Escape? Like, try to escape of this recording studio? And I would love to. Do a commentary on that? And honestly, After Buzz TV Escape. Come on, yes. that's awesome. And... Uh, so um, I would I would that's how I actually want to be on this show, but the next episode is August fifth, and they're going to escape from Los Angeles, <laughs> which is actually quite funny. They're going to escape from L A. They're going to yeah, that's that's in L A. Yeah, they're in L A. So they're going to escape from Los Angeles. So it's it's kind of in vain what what you're talking about. Yeah, um, you know, before we started even watching the episode, you were telling me that you know for predictions we should try to think of other places where we'd like to see them escape from, and the first one I wrote down was Die Hard skyscraper like Nakatomi Towers, like in a really tall high-rise. Mm. Sure enough, they're escaping from L.A. It looked to me like that is exactly what that next episode is going to be. They're going to be in a huge skyscraper tower and have to try to find their way down. I think that would be a pretty cool episode. That wouldn't be. I think, uh, what, do you, what do you think of a pyramid, Marissa? Did, have I said that before? Is this the f- Yes, you have. Damn it. That's good. <laughs> um, I would like to, what else is kind of big? Um, yeah. I don't know. I've said the Great Wall of China. Have I said the Statue of Liberty? No, you have. There you go. We that could be good. I don't know exactly how, but you know, or like a castle. I've said that multiple times, but a castle would be good. I feel like a castle because it's with, with secret passageways and things like that. Yeah, yeah. and and I'm going to piggyback off your castle. Like I think a fun one would be to escape Hogwarts. Magical. Oh man, that would because be awesome. There would be so many. Obstacles you'd have to go around. Yeah, yeah that'd be I hope they ha- they really have the room where the staircases like move around and stuff. Like in the castle, there that would be so cool. Yeah. What about like a submerged submarine? That that could be fun. That'd be pretty sweet. And you have to bring. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. at the end, you have to like depressurize and rise to the surface. That could be, be fun. cool. Uh, any other ones that you have, Marissa? Um, as of right now, no, just Hogwarts. Hogwarts. I want to see that happen. Um, I'm just going to say again, I think if they incorporated civilians and were like in a mall or a Disneyland and they were just like tourists walking around and they actually have to take a hostage with them to escape, like a random person is the key. Yeah. I mean, how do you convince someone to come with you? That would be pretty awesome. I mean, I hope you're not, I mean, hope hope you're not replicating Munich over here. (laughs) Yeah. The door's locked. (laughs) Um, well, Matt, uh, it's been a pleasure. Where can our fans find you if they want to continue talking with you about the uh, show well, or anything in general? Sure. I host my own movie podcast, There Will Be Spoilers. You can go to therewillbespoilers.com or just listen to uh, Ace on the House. That's Adam Carolla's home improvement show. Uh, I'm on that show with Adam. Pretty fun. Nice. What Are you, are you learning how to build now? Uh, Adam would like to think that I'm learning. <laughs> I'm certainly trying. <laughs> And Marissa, where can they find you? I am at Marissa Movies. That's M-A-R-I-S-A Movies on Twitter. And uh, you can find me here on other podcasts. And again, uh, you know, uh, I do mean this from the bottom of my heart. If you guys like us, please continue to support us. And uh, I'm going to do my due diligence like you should do for AfterBuzz. I want to tell, which is tell a friend. I'm going to tell you guys, listen to Adam Carolla or any of his um 
Empire's podcast. Nice. They're, they're very good. I, I am I am truly a fan. So check those out if you're a fan of podcasts. And uh, tell your friends to check out other AfterBuzz shows, too. Please, it does help. Thank you, guys. See you next uh, August, August 5th. See you August 5th. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.